Brattleboro, Vermont was incorporated back in 1753, a former military fort that embraced trading, commerce, and the power of nearby Whetstone Falls to spur mill production. It was where Rudyard Kipling settled to write the Jungle Book, and where Harriet Beecher Stowe came to seek the famous 18th century water cure. It's been home to countless tiny, fascinating episodes of Vermont history, episodes that current residents can now listen to each week on the radio, being described and reenacted by students from Brattleboro Area Middle School. This week on the 21st Century Classroom, we bring you a story of how community organizations can partner with students to make history new again and connect those students more strongly with their hometown. And it begins with longtime Brattleboro resident and radio host, Chris Lenoir. My name is Chris Lenoir, and I'm the host and producer of the Green Mountain Mornings program on WKVT 100.3 FM and AM 1490. And happened to walk into the Main Street, the Masonic Center historical exhibit one day when I was downtown walking around, and it just occurred to me, I was like, it'd be great to have a little segment just telling people about the history of Brattleboro every now and again. There's got to be enough stories here in the town that we could do a radio segment once a week about it. And so I emailed the Brattleboro Historical Society about it. They gave me the name of of the board president. And I sent him an email and he called me and we had a short conversation about the idea. And the next thing you know, Joe Rivers calls me and says, well, I'm going to do this and I'm a middle school teacher and I'm going to have my students research and help with the writing and the recording of it. Joe Rivers teaches 7th and 8th grade social studies at Brattleboro Area Middle School. Hi, I'm Joe Rivers, and I teach social studies. And he's also a trustee with the Brattleboro Area Historical Society. So when it came to the Historical Society as a proposal, the question was, does anybody want to try to do this? And uh, I thought, well, with our students, it would be a fun activity. And so that's how it started. It was 103 years ago this week that the Vermont Phoenix reported on how the local chapter of the Daughters of the American Revolution was locating and marking the graves of Revolutionary War soldiers in Brattleboro and nearby towns. You may not be aware that Brattleboro is virtually surrounded by the history of the American Revolution. Soldiers are buried in the south of Brattleboro at the Prospect Hill Cemetery. There are also soldiers buried in the north in the Locust Ridge Cemetery and to the west in the Meeting House and Mather Road Cemeteries. There is a website that's really helpful for us, chroniclingamerica.gov, which uh, has a newspaper that was published in Brattleboro a long time ago called the Vermont Phoenix. And the Vermont Phoenix... uh, was our local paper and so the kids go to chronicling america and they look for what happened you can just put in in the search engine january brattleboro and uh, click on vermont phoenix and all the newspapers that were published in this date range of um, 70 or 80 years uh, in the last two centuries uh, come up and so then the kids go through the process of scanning through them and um, looking for what looks interesting to them. That gives us a starting point. And then if it's a person or it's an event, then that's when, you know, like the kids were saying, that's when they go online and start looking for uh, what there might be uh, other than that newspaper that gives information about the event or the person. And then the one we did this week, uh, one of the students found uh, an article with a headline, Ex-Slave 
uh, in Brattleboro interviewed sort of thing. And so uh, the guy's name was Jacob Cartledge. And so we started looking up, well, how many times does he appear in the newspaper and in what circumstances? And at one point he was interviewed. And so we put all that together into, uh, into a show. Jake was an escaped slave from Georgia who volunteered to fight for the Union. The local paper, the Vermont Phoenix, mentions Jake on numerous occasions. In 1912, he was interviewed by the paper and he shared his story. Jake arrived in Brattleboro around 1867 and worked many manual jobs. He said he first worked as a logger and later became a manual laborer with the Barrows Coal Company. Even later, Jake worked for a farm across the Connecticut River in West Chesterfield. Jake was a witness in a murder trial in 1887. In 1895, he appears in the paper again because he was injured when a felled tree landed on his arm while he was working in the woods. In 1900, he is mentioned again as he discovered his friend Frank Green dead of a heart attack. Jake boarded at Frank Green's house on Bird Street. The kids read and just, I think, get a sense of, wow, that people have interesting and strange and very different lives than what we consider life today and Jacob Cartledge is it was an example of that but why history on the radio in particular around here this is our broadcast media there's not a television station that covers the Brattleboro area I mean people in this community still tune into the radio to hear snow cancellations and the weather and things like that I mean there certainly is the computer element to it as well but Radio still plays a very viable role in this community, I feel, and I grew up in this community, so it's something that has always been near and dear to my heart, the, the radio. For the students, these stories are more than just radio plays. Producing them is providing students with the tools and motivation to dig more deeply into their local landscape. One student, for instance, after being involved with the project for a while... He lives near um, a farm, and we were just looking through... Uh, a bunch of old pictures and he said wait a minute that's right next to my mom's house and it turns out that it's a farm that was the setting of um, one of a short story that was written way back in uh, the early 1900s by um, someone who became very famous that I'm forgetting right now and oh uh, Lovecraft mm. and so Lovecraft visited here for a few days created the genesis of a story, wrote the story. And so Eli you know, did this, all this research about it and learned about, he'd never heard of Lovecraft before, um, the magazine Weird Tales, the, the whole thing about uh, the origins of science fiction. And he found out he was intrigued by it, but it was because of this barn that was next to his house that he drives by. It's this old, decrepit building. And he ended up finding out about himself, really, and what his interests are, and uh, by pursuing the past. 
During his two-week visit in 1928, Lovecraft saw the devastation caused by the historic flood of 1927. He visited Arthur Goodenough's house on Goodenough Road in West Brattleboro. He also visited Bert Akeley on nearby Akeley Road and saw the mysterious Round Mountain rising above Ames Hill. Lovecraft wrote to a friend about his visit. I never seen no country niftier than the wild hills west of Brattleboro. The nearness and intimacy of the little domed hills become almost breathtaking. Their steepness and abruptness hold nothing in common with the humdrum, standardized world we know, and we cannot help feeling that our outlines have some strange and almost forgotten meaning. So when kids get individual satisfaction, that's great. And when I think that I um, give them the opportunity to know more about where they're coming from, I think that's great. And I try to give them opportunity to make connections to the community that might not initially be there because not everybody feels like they fit. And so Eli's story about Lovecraft makes a fellow with green hair feel like he fits here. I want people to feel like they're part of this, where they can find a place that they can say, yeah, this is home for me too. And there's a history of a home here for me and people like me. That's a challenge for a lot of Brattleboro town, or a lot of Vermont towns right now, right? Is to try and keep young people connected to their community. So I guess ultimately, if that is the legacy of this, is keeping young people connected to their community, I'll take that. You can hear these stories by subscribing to the Brattleboro Historical Society's podcast over on SoundCloud, or by tuning in each Thursday morning to WKVT, 1490 AM, Brattleboro, Vermont. This has been an episode of the 21st Century Classroom, podcast of the Tarrant Institute for Innovative Education at the University of Vermont. Find out more at blog.tarrantinstitute.org.